Welcome back, Rammies. Our last episode of Old Hollywood Month. Uh, it's been a fun ride, I have to say. I know. I'm so glad. I think that we'll definitely have to do another chunk later in the year. Yes, because when we when we asked you guys what you wanted to do for the last episode, there were like it was a close close call. I know Lucille Ball, her story must be told. Yes, we will. We'll get to her at some point. We'll put her in some category. Um, also, a lot of people were interested in Alfred Hitchcock. Oh yes, I mean I am dying to know. Um, which I remember like that was like one of our first original ideas like a year ago. So we can get to him as well. We'll get to all of it. We will. Like, and we. We promise. We promise you. Don't you worry your pretty little mind. Exactly. Um, How's your week been, Tess? It's been great. We have had a busy week. We are just working women. We are working women. This is our fourth episode we've recorded in three days. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. And it's only Wednesday. Wait, what did we record? We have a lot of Patreon. Mm. Guys, get your ass on Patreon. Yes. If you have any questions about it too, truly feel free to ask us. Like I know we post about it and we're like, sign up, do it. But if you're like, so what are the details and what really can I expect? Like we would love to talk to you about it if you're hesitant or if you're on the fence. Yeah. And this uh, this month's episodes, uh, we have one with Tess's brother, Adrian. It was so much fun. We recorded last night. I was cracking up. So he Ugh. used to work at Abercrombie. And the stories that he has to tell. He started working there in 2004, right? So like at the peak of when it was cool. Peak prime. And controversial and problematic. There's so many stories. And we go into kind of the history of Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. And then one of our dear Canadian listeners, Julia, suggested that we cover the 27 Club. Uh, that was a really interesting episode. Fascinating. Fascinating. So both those episodes plus all of the other episodes we have recorded are on Patreon. And we did a Real Housewives of Miami recap. Guys, Okay, I know that a lot of you listen or watch Real Housewives. If you're not watching Miami, like what are you doing with your time? Stop watching Salt Lake. That's a waste of time. Miami is where it is at. I never I refuse to ever watch Salt Lake again. I think I'm not I think I'm not gonna do it. I don't think I need to watch your union. It makes me feel sick. Well, I know they're not gonna tell us about Heather's eyes. So and it's like we're wasting our time. That was the only good storyline. Exactly. So yeah, goodbye Salt Lake. Hello Miami. We talk all about it. So yeah, you get three episodes this month, and it's the and a catalog of many more. That's things. right. What so, more could you want? I bought a coffee this morning that was fucking seven dollars, and I was like, this took me twenty minutes to drink. You could also be spending seven ninety nine to have hours of content and enjoyment and support of us who. You love? That's right. If you don't mind if I one-up you, I was telling you I bought a loaf of bread mm. from Juice to Market for- One-up me. $16. Let's talk about all the things that we <laughs> shouldn't spend money on, but we do. Oh, man. The list goes on and on. Jesus Christ. But hey, you could use that to support the pod. Seven ninety nine. Exactly. And it does. It makes us grow. It makes us flourish. Exactly. So what okay. more could you ask for? Exactly. Speaking of Miami- uh. I'm drinking. I don't talk know. about it. So um, I brought over some June Shine. Uh, they have these uh, canned cocktails, and usually they're so like canned cocktails usually are gross. I feel it's not like that. June Shine cocktails are not like that. This isn't sponsored, but it could be. It should be. Call it's ten percent alcohol per can. It has. So we're drinking the Mai Tai ones. It has two shots of rum. Jesus. And then sparkling water, pineapple, coconut, orange, cherry lime. That's it. Stunning. And it's real rum, real juice, and there's no added sugar. You ready? Mm, do it. I got impatient and I already poured mine, but that just went all over my face. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. Oh, but here. we were saying too that a Mai Tai reminds us of a time of in old, old Hollywood. Hollywood. Where like, you know, you'd go out at night to like a tiki bar. Yes. And like all the stars would be there truly drinking rum and and Mai Tais. Exactly. So there's a really famous oh mm. cheers. Cheers. Charge. Charge. There's um a really famous tiki bar in North Hollywood. I feel like all of the tiki bars is it strong? Wow. It's so yummy. Oh my god, I can't wait. I the can't cherry wait. aftertaste is like incredible. Oh, I can't wait. Flip and sip. Uh, but I feel like all the tiki bars are in North Hollywood, and I just mm. don't want to go to the valley. I know, but North Hollywood does have some cute little pockets. Yeah, you're very triggered by North Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. She's sipping her drink. <laughs> I don't know why it triggers me so bad, but I just like... Well, it does, okay? It does. And it's okay. I'm like, what mm. part of LA triggers me? Yum. This is good. It's really, really good. But we'll go to, we'll go to a tiki bar. I feel like that will be a stop on our old Hollywood tour we- that we'll do one day. Guys, we're talking about Ram field trips. We're talking about all the things that are going to bring us together as a community in 2023. That's right. So that is top of our mind. So just stay tuned for all that good stuff. Right. But Tess, what are we here for today? Mm. 
for the last episode, the final week, mm. the final moments, mm. I thought, and I listened to the fans, I listened to you, Rammies. We always do. And it was time to bring back a murder mystery. It was time to do the one, the only, Natalie Wood. What a gorgeous woman. I know we say this with like every episode, but like, I mean, just really beautiful. And she was Russian and she just had she like Russian. Mm-hmm. Her parents were truly from Russia. Julia from Real Housewives of Miami. Sorry, I always have to bring it back. It, it has to it has to go there. Or wait, no, her grandparents were born in Russia. Okay, got and it, then got they it. they came came over in the 30s. But a very interesting life. And before you're like, oh, you're just doing another actress that has the same story. Well, first, as if you don't know, this does end in and a little bit of a mystery. Her death is a bit um, unsolved still, a little open-ended, some might say. And also, I think she had a different trajectory to her career. Like, she really loved acting, and she, like, more than just being a star, I think she really appreciated the craft. She always wanted to improve. She was really inspired and vocal about other actresses that motivated her. And, like, just a very – a passion that maybe, like, Judy Garland – maybe didn't have I don't right. know and not to compare like their interest in no but it is interesting to compare episodes and like since this is all a certain period of time to compare what people's journeys were like at that point yes and this is actually a little bit later than what we've been talking about mm. um so it kind of gets a little bit more into like just a different time in Hollywood and we'll talk about like what the studios were looking for then because it's even different than 10 years before. Crazy. So it all relates back to the last three that we've had. So make sure to check those out if you haven't. Yes. I'm so excited. I've always felt kind of like um, a motherly connection mm. to Natalie Wood because my mom was told when she was younger that she looked like Natalie Wood. And she did. And I, so I sent a, te- a picture to Tess yes. and she was like, who is this reminding me of? And I was like, Chris Jenner or my mom? <laughs> Always. It has to be one or the both other. Of, both of them are my mom. Didn't, so. we, didn't we say that someone recently reminded Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli, she Chris Jenner. She reminds me of Chris Jenner so much. Chris Jenner, you're with us in all our episodes. and <laughs> Check out our Chris Jenner episodes. Please do. But yeah, so ever since my mom told me when I was really young that she was told before that she looked like Natalie Wood. You know when you're a kid and you see, so I saw her and I was like, mama. Yes, and also the photos of your mom when she's wearing that long dress mm-hmm. in like the 60s or the 70s, like that has a Natalie Wood vibe. So yeah. I could totally see, so see I her just, in this. Yeah, I felt connected. I remember watching West Side Story when I was younger mm-hmm. and Miracle mm-hmm. on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. It's up the street That's there. Right. To place on. That is right. And that's, um, I know that there was something sketchy about her death and Christopher Walken, which, um, Tess, do you care to explain? Look, I feel that, and I know this could be, I mean, it could be controversial, but I feel like he is a sexy man. Not so much now. But I watched Sarah Plain and Tall with him and Glenn Close, this TV series on like VHS in the 90s. Did I've you ever watch that? You no. know, it's based on the books about like the woman that come. It's like in like, um, God, like late 1800s, early 1900s. And she comes to live with them as like Christopher Walken and his kids. And then she falls in love with him. And it's like a classic story of like, there's a death storm. Oh, the kids are sick. You know, it's like hmm. the time where everyone just was just like, so it's based in the 1800s. God, I want to say, but don't fact. <laughs> it's like based in like 1970. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Plain and Tall is, um, hmm. You know, we'll get back to this. I think you guys do your homework. But it came out in 1991. It, it was a Hallmark series, and I just remember I was like, "This man is hot." And then Catch Me If You Can, which is one of my favorite movies, he plays Leo's dad. And you know that scene when they're out to dinner and they're drinking martinis, and he's like, "Where are you going tonight, Frank? Where are you going?" I'm always like, "That something about it is hot." I'm not going to yuck your yums. Thank you. He's always scared me a little bit. Well, you said the other day that he reminded you of Chris Buscemi. And no, Steve Buscemi. Steve, Chris Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's brother. It's a little uh, combo, um, which I was shocked to hear yeah. you make that comparison, to be I honest. always put him in the same category as Steve Buscemi. That's tough. But Alice said that Steve Buscemi was hot when he was younger. Oh, 
my God. We'll, we'll post all of these photos and we'll do a little ranking as we always do. And who am I to say that a man is not hot? Because like I've told you, Mike, or Quinn 92, who check out our Quinn 92 episode, was like, the people that you and Tess say are hot. He was like, shook. Shocks me every time. Yeah, there have been some that I know... You know, people haven't responded in, in the best way to, but we're, we're here to be honest. We are. And you can't fault us for that. But yeah, there's the Christopher Walken of it all. Oh, I can't wait. Um, so shall we get into our gal, Natalie Wood? Let's do it. Okay. So Natalie, pull up my notes here. Um, Natalie Wood, she was born Natalie Zakarkeno. Zakarkeno. It's a Russian name. Was born July 20th, 1938. Is that Leo? She's cancer. She's cancer still. Oh, that's still cancer. It's like right on the cusp. Oh, cuspy vibes. Mm-hmm, cuspy vibes. Um, her parents were Maria Zidilova um, and her father, Nicholas Zakarenko. Oh, wow. um, her mother was born Russian. She was, oh, she was born in southern Siberia. Okay. Um, her mom's dad owned soap and candle factories over in Russia. But with the start of the Russian Civil War, it came to America by ship in 1930. It's 1930s, not that long ago, and the people were like coming here by ship. I know, and like also not a great time to come to America in 1930. Yeah, no kidding. They're like, now we are in a depression. Yeah, tough, tough all around. Um, her dad's grandparents worked in chocolate factories and immigrated to the U.S. in 1933. Now that's where the Oompa Loompas are, Tess. <laughs> Wait, what was I called? The Munchkins? The Munchkins. <laughs> Slash Oompa Loompas? That's where they are. Um, And Wood's parents met in February 1938. She was still married to her first husband at this point. And she was also four years older than the dad. But she was like, I know what I like and I like you. And I like her. What a spicy woman. And isn't it crazy that like even in research they make a point to say she was four years older than him. It's not like she was 40 years older than him. My boyfriend's five years older than me now. And it's like not a big deal. Especially when it's like a woman. Yeah. Just like, ooh, she was crazy. She liked a younger man. It's like, let's all calm down. Yeah, exactly. Um, But they met. And then five months later – had little Natalie. So they, they oh, oh my whoa. Mm. So there was um mm. you mean to say they had sex before they got married? I mean it's not for me to um have a child out of wedlock. If you know, you know, Real Housewives of Miami. <laughs> this episode is called Natalie Wood and the Real Housewives of Miami. Yes, and Larsa Piffin has yep. sponsored this episode. Um in 1942, they bought a home together in Santa Rosa, California. Mm. Santa Rosa is close to here. It's Southern California. I'm not sure exactly how far it is. I think sure. it's like an hour or two away. And so when they bought their home, there was a film shoot going on near their house. And Natalie was like out playing and like in the front yard when she was like five. And they What year was she born in again? Sorry. 1938. Okay, got it, got it. Um and so production sees her and they're like, who the hell is that gorgeous? Look like, which we see this time and time again. It's just like that little girl is stunning. She's char- charismatic. Um, and so studio executives at RKO Radio Pictures, mm-hmm. David Lewis and William Getz. I don't know, but RKO is the one that um, Joe Kennedy, JFK's dad, oh, helped start. Oh, that's right. And then it got dissolved into something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um after Howard Hughes took over. Got it. Yeah. Um, so they signed her, but they're like, first things first, we got to change your name because no one fucking knows how to say this. I mean, and I couldn't even pronounce it after <laughs> researching this, so I truly apologize. Um, but they were like, let's change her name to Natalie Wood in reference to director Sam Wood. I don't, I'm unfamiliar. He was just like a director of that time, and they were like, that would be cute. That would be chic. It sounds good. I mean, it, it is cute. It is pretty cute. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, she also had a sister, Lana Wood. Um, she became an actress later on as well. She was born in 1946, and she was born in Santa Monica. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so they moved to Santa Monica later. Um, but um, a few weeks after her fifth birthday, which is just crazy to start them young, Natalie made her acting debut in Happy Land, directed by Irving Pitchell. I'm familiar with both. I really need a brush. I need to start watching TCM. I mean, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of people that I'm sure you all scream at us and you're like, how do you not know who that is? But you know what? It's hard to keep track. It is. It really is. Um, So she did a good job in this movie. The director really liked her and he was like, let's stay in touch because she has (laughs) – he's like, I'll be calling you. Um, It's a five-year-old. Have your people call my people. I mean, truly. He was like, I can make some money off of you. Yeah. and and he did. Shortly after, he brought Natalie to L.A. for a screen test. So she is cast. Um, she's cast in a movie with opposite Orson Welles called mm-hmm. Tomorrow is Forever. 
I know Orson Welles, Don't Know Tomorrow is Forever. Yes. This was kind of like her first thing. Her mom was really thrilled. She was like, this is everything I've ever wanted. For herself? Yeah. The mom is a tough – it's a tough part of the story. Um, and, hey, if we had more time, you know, we could get more into it. Essentially, she was pretty abusive to Natalie, emotionally abusive. Um, during the filming of Tomorrow is Forever, she was unable to cry on cue. Oh, no. So her mom was there. And she tore a butterfly to pieces <gasps> in front of her to make her cry. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. If I was a grown-ass crew member, I would cry seeing that. That uh, is so twisted. I mean, literally. Oh, yeah. my God. And to do that to your own child? Yeah, she's seven years old at this point. Oh, that's really gross. Um, The director said um, – no, Orson Welles later said she was so good she was terrifying. Mm. Which, hey – the, the darkness. The darkness that comes with that. So she's she's immediately this huge child star. She's in a lot of movies. Um, she's kind of the daughter of the family, like the sweet, you know, pretty little, little thing. Little cutie cutie. But her big break was Miracle on 34th Street, um, which is a Christmas classic. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think I've ever seen that movie. I haven't sat down and watched the whole thing, but it was on in our household and I remember mm. seeing clips of it. Who's in the remake? Who is in the remake? Is it the girl from Matilda? I was literally just about to say that, so it has to be that. I think I can like picture the cover at Blockbuster. Mm. Hey, hey, go listen to our Blockbuster episode. I think that is who it is. I think so. Um, so this was just like a great time for her. She was invited to the Macy's Day Parade, which she was like that was like a dream come true. She was still so young, like this kind of this got her this got her going. It's weird because when I'm listening to this, I'm like, it sounds like she's having a great time. But then I remember her mom seems like a monster. I know. And I also read something that her dad was a pretty serious alcoholic. Um, that, I feel like the past was crazy. The I know. I'm just like every – I mean, let's see. This is in – she's a child of the 30s. Her parents are, you know, immigrants. They're getting out mm. of – the country's getting out of a depression. Like it, you probably were just drinking and – It's tough times. Not being kind to your children. Yeah, exactly. But Jesus. I feel um, like not being kind to your children was in style until like early 2000s. I mean, that's so true. Like, you know? I think parenting, like a conversation about parenting. Yeah. Things what, have changed. You know, things have changed. Yep. Um, but hey, I'm not a parent. I don't know what I would do. But I would not tear a butterfly <laughs> to pieces. I do know that. That can be that can be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so she received her education through the studio lots. She was in the classroom for three hours a day. She was a straight-A student. Mm. But she said that she'd feel really guilty when she knew that the crew was waiting for her, like, to finish. Like, she almost felt the pressure of, like – and she didn't, like, take that on her teacher or anything. But she was, like, very <laughs> – She's, like, wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, she's, like, come on. Um, but she was excited to always go back on set. But, like, even from a young age was, like, very respectful of the adults on set. Like It sounds like she's kind of an old soul of, like – That's kind of, like, what I pictured – um, and by age nine, she was called the most exciting juvenile motion picture star of the year by Parents Magazine, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was so funny because I first read it as Paper Magazine, like the one that Kim Kardashian was on with like her butt. And I was like, Paper Magazine. Paper Magazine loves Natalie Wood. Truly. Um, but who, who didn't? So she was very, she was beloved, mm-hmm. you could say. So this is a little creepy. Okay. Um, so she first encountered a man by the name of Robert Wagner. Um, when she was, she said, I was 10 and he was 18 when I first saw him walking down the hall at 20th Century Fox, Wood recalled to people in 1976. I turned to my mother and I said, I'm going to marry him. Also, that used to be such a thing. Yes. Do people still say that when they meet someone? I think. Unless you're like wasted to your friends. Yeah. that's but you're like, I'm going to go hook up with him. You're not like, I'm going to marry that man. I think I would be like, it's time to go home if one of my friends said that to me at a bar to someone. But also like, not to always bring it back to Jessica Simpson, mm. but she mm. said that when the first time she saw Nick Lachey, she turned to her mom and said, I'm going to marry that man one she day. She did say that. And she did do that. So I'm just like, what the fuck? I mean, lust is a hell of a drug. That, but she's also 10, which is like, <laughs> Jesus. And this man is 18. She is 10, but she is on a studio lot, like very much being an adult, which is like, I mean, we should do a whole episode on like child actors. No, like that that's time. so true. It's so crazy. And one of my, I mean, my childhood crushes were Usher, Ashton Kutcher, and Johnny Knoxville. That's true. And they were all like a lot older than you. And if you had seen them when you were a kid, you'd be like, I, one day. So I guess it is like sweet in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like the crush is just magnified because of her 
life. And I thought I was going to be a stepmom because Johnny Knoxville had a daughter. You love so. Johnny Knoxville, but he that was a time. He <laughs> was like the goofy, time. hot guy. Um, Just stick around for next week's, uh, next <gasps> month's theme. I, he might be popping up here or there. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I'm so excited for next month. Oh, yeah, yeah we didn't talk about that. We'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll just leave you guys hanging. Yeah. Um, a little suspense, you could say. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about Robert Wagner because he will be coming up throughout the whole episode. So Wagner was known to friends and family as RJ. RJ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he had dreamed from a young age of uh, working as an actor. He was kind of known for being this like handsome fixture around Hollywood. Um by the mid-1950s, but I thought this was interesting because he had been in over 40 films. He had this, like, big screen stardom, but the studio system at some point was like, you're kind of outdated because you're like that um, sort of, like, 1930s, 1940s movie star that looks kind of handsome and unattainable, and we're, like, moving towards TV where people want to, like, see relatable actors and people. And so they, he kind of like missed his mark. It's crazy that it's like the studio system or the people in charge, the mm-hmm. man all of a sudden is like, you're out. Yes. And like I sent you that picture of him. Hot. Very hot man. Um, so let's table this for now. Okay. But he'll be coming back. All right. But so he's around and Natalie is like fantasizing about him. <laughs> Ten-year-old Natalie. And hey, we've all been there. Yeah, we sure have. So th- there's no shame in that. No. Um, so this time in her career, her mom was still very present. She was micromanaging. She was... Scary. Mm-hmm. Um, she went on to do TV. She started kind of like exploring some comedies. Oh, I love that. Um, and then she co-starred with James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. She was in Rebel Without a Cause? Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie. Me either. But like, also like, wasn't James Dean this time like the most handsome thing ever? And like, he's getting all this work. What about little RJ? Well, I, I guess I don't know much about RJ, but I do feel like James Dean was like kind of a bad boy. Was oh, RJ that's like true. Bad no, boy? RJ was very like... Clean cut. Like, who could you compare him to? Kind of has, like, Clark Gable vibes, but not as, like, sassy. I mean, he just was, like, a very, yeah, clean-cut, all-American sort of, like, right. good boy. And I feel like James Dean is kind of more edgy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Wow. I Maybe I did know she's – I don't know. I got to see this movie. Well, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for this role. Natalie. And then this made her sign a long-term contract with Warner Brothers. Oh. So people were impressed. Um, and so – I think she was in this, let's see, what year? Right before she graduated from Van Nuys High School. Oh, my God. She's so young. And she's nominated for an Oscar. Well, she's very young. So she turns 18. Um, and this is when the studios are like, you just got nominated. You're a hot little thing. And you know that, like, that Wagner dude, perfect. We are going to set this up and we're going to make it a PR thing. So she was like, oh, my God, this man I've been, like, fantasizing about. Okay. Throughout my childhood. Just for a second, as her mm-hmm. like friend, I would be so excited for her. I mean, yes. You know? Also, like the age differences in this time were not as uncommon. So for us, we're like, that's disgusting. That Let's see. So they're 17 eight. and he's like Well, he's officially 18 okay. when they start dating. Okay. And then he's um eight twenty years eight years older. Twenty six. Twenty six, right? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it scared me. It scared me when I started start talking numbers. I needed you. It always does. Um, so the studio system played a hand in their first date. Um, they arranged a meeting for them to like publicly be together or meeting date, whatever you want to call it. But the attraction was really real. And they were like, uh, yeah, I'm still down if you're still down. And he was like, I was like, which, you know, he was like, I've always been mesmerized by you. And he's like, but you were like this, you know, cool kid hanging out with James Dean. So like, I wasn't going to like go up to you and like say anything. So he kind of played this like coy, like. Okay. Well, I'm glad that he mm. said James Dean. He wasn't like, you were this 10 year old mm. on the line. Well, you don't know what kind of conversations happened. And that's true. We can just imagine. That's true. But um, I'm happy for them because I feel like a lot of times relationships were put together by the studio and yes. they were not into each other. No. And they were miserable, but there was like real love there, even though. They were problems. Um, But they married a year later after um, Wagner proposed by placing a pearl and diamond ring in Natalie's champagne glass. Um, um, Say it. Say it. Stop. I know. Stop with the food and the drink stuff with the rings. If I was proposed to and the ring was in any state of like sand, Sand. cake, you know how people like put it in like an oyster, like all that stuff. I'm like, no. It's. It's dirty. It's dirty. I don't want to have to clean it off. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Or 
that or a sports event or hiking, I'm gonna be pissed. And if you if that was sports your event. if that was your engagement story, I am so happy yes. for you. Happy for you. It's not for me. Exactly. It was a pearl and diamond together. Yes, which like you see that a lot now. That's kind of a trend mm -hmm, of doing, you know, like the double like stone. I think it was like maybe two years ago. That was Mm -hmm. kind of a big thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, back in the day, it was like, I think engagement rings were a lot more complex. Like now Mm -hmm. it's like really popular to have the solitaire, solitaire oval. Hey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we love it. We know it and we love it. You all know what I want. Um, But I think back in the day, it was like, they were all, yeah, they just looked different. They were more like jewelry, Mm -hmm. you know? Probably expensive little ring. No kidding. Um, the couple spent much of their honeymoon on a yacht, Ooh. navigating the Florida Keys. Oh, Rousey's man. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Please um, just watch. But being on the water was a passion that they both shared. They loved boats. However, Natalie often spoke of her fear of deep water. So throughout, like all of her movies that she had done so far, she was very vocal to directors about being afraid of water and being honest that she could not swim. She never learned to swim. And so there was one movie that she was in where like she had to like run across a bridge that was over water and someone messed up and like the bridge collapsed and like she went in the water and like obviously she was saved, but like things had happened before that even furthered her Oh my god! Trigger about it, and she really hated the thought of dark water, which I think is interesting that they're just like yachting around. Yeah, no kidding. They spend their honeymoon on a yacht. But I think she felt like I don't know safe with him. I think she felt safe with him, and it was like such a passion of his. Like maybe there was a part of her that was like, also like if they're on a yacht, they're not on like a little wooden, you know. That's true. So maybe she just was like, hey, yeah, different circumstances. Totally, but. This was the theme throughout her whole life of just ve- being very communicative with directors of like, don't fucking put me in water. And sometimes she had to do it and she would, but she did not like it uh, one bit. I don't blame her. Like, it does not sound fun to be submerged in the elements of any kind when you're trying to like perform. No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Um, So, you know, this time in life was like a little bit weird. It's like she got married and all of a sudden, much like Judy, much like. Elizabeth Taylor, like a lot of actresses we've talked about, I think the studios were like, what do we do with you now? Because you're older and you're sweet, but like, are you a child star? Are you a leading woman? Can you be sexy? And like, once again, they it's do that with unfair. actors now, I feel like. They're immediately like, you're 24, you will now play the mom. Did you see that clip recently of Anne Hathaway that um, I think it's at her, she's promoting some new movie at tiff or sundance oh it's sundance is going on right now oh okay um and she's on stage and she's talking about whatever movie and she was like man the first time i was here i was 16 and someone asked me well like the first question that i was ever asked like professionally was are you a good girl or are you a bad girl like in terms of her acting career like what kind of role does she play but like it was said like that and it was so disgusting and like so weird and also like what it's an actor you play like all the roles and there it is. Wow. And there it is. So she was she was experiencing um, a tough transitional time. Yeah, no kidding. And so were the studios. But that all changed when she saw a streetcar named Desire. Blanche. <gasps> Blanche? Blanche, we miss you every day. We do miss you, Blanche. I'm no longer dog-sitting Blanche, but uh, um, we always think about her. She's we, still alive she, yeah. and well. <laughs> yes, we. she is a couple miles away. Exactly, but we just miss her. No, no one misses her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she sees this movie and she's like, that is Mm. And I want to say Streetcar Named Desire. I don't know who directed it. Oh my God, don't kill me. Was it Stanley Kubrick? I don't think so. No. But it's uh, um, Tennessee Williams' play that was made into a movie. Yes. Marlon Brando and Vivian Lee. And I don't know the other actresses. I know. Name. But Vivian Lee. I think Natalie Wood saw her and she just was like, man, she's beautiful, but she like has something special. Like she, I want to act like that. Right. Um, but Warner Brothers was like, meh, 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 you are like not that and you would like never be able to be that. So this was like a little bit of a weird time for her. Her marriage to Robert was on shaky ground. Roger? Wait, no, Robert. What's his name? What is his name? <laughs> RJ. RJ. That's what I'm it like, is. my notes, I have something different I every single time for him. I think it's Robert. Um, I'm just having like a You're complete have, like, blackout. Robert. Um, Robert. 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 He just doesn't seem like a Robert to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Does he seem like a Rob? He doesn't seem like any. Like I don't know. 
I just don't. He seems like a David, but I'm not going to put that in my mind because then I'll just get more confused. David, you know, we're talking about Robert yeah. Wagner. Keep up. Is that his last name? R- Wagner. Okay, got it. Yeah, keep up. Keep up. Um, show the marriage is on shaky ground because it's like, you know, well, there's a lot of conspiracy theories of why it was on shaky ground at this point. She did quote to, to say, we knew each other better than we knew ourselves. I always knew he was okay. It was myself I didn't know about. Well, how can you love anyone else if you don't love yourself? Yeah, and like she married him so young and, you know, I think that could be a tricky time in your life, some codependency stuff, identity crisis. And people I feel like married to get married, they weren't like, we don't have to be married. We can date for a while, get to know each other. And the pressure from the studios, like all the things. I'm sure it was fucking crazy. Yeah. This could be a whole another episode, but there were some rumors that Robert was bisexual or gay. And we'll get to that later. But her sister, Lana, was very adamant that that was kind of like the issue when she wrote her memoir later. Oh. But it's never been confirmed, and Natalie never said anything about it. Also, Lana just really didn't like him. Mm. Lana? Lana? I, I, Lana? L-A-N-A? I would say Lana. Lana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey, if you will. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. That seems to be a tale as old as time in Hollywood. Exactly. Everywhere, like we discussed. Truly. Um, however, then this brilliant script comes to her called Splendor in the Grass in 1961. I feel like I've heard of that. So this is kind of like the turning point. Okay. Um, it's uh, directed by Elliot Kazan. Okay. And this is like her life-changing role. This is what – like she has a very dramatic – um, performance and she plays this kind of like quote like crazy scorned woman who mm. finds out that her boyfriend Warren Betty Be- Beatty Beatty I always <laughs> God guys please I'm so sorry confused about how you say his last name Beatty it's like bait yes talk Beatty. about a sexy man Schwell mm-hmm. I was shooketh to my core when I saw all these things about him what about him show there's a lot about him. There's a lot here. So Splendor of the Grass is kind of like a crazy time in her life. Yeah. Um, because she is having this amazing time on set. She's playing the serious role. She's like, this is everything I wanted. People are like, you're you're amazing. You're the actress of, of our generation. Uh, finally, she's like, yeah, I've known that all along. Yes. But they start having an affair. Talk about a hot couple. Oh, my God. So – Yes, definitely like sexual, you know, it was very obvious that like from the second that they started shooting this, there was like extreme sexual tension. I do picture him like as being like kind of douchey though. Well, they called him the Hollywood Casanova Okay. for a very long time. Well, yeah, he was with a lot of ladies. He was with Goldie Hawn. He was with Cher, um, the list, Diane Keaton, Elle know- McPherson. What? Vanessa Redgrave, Julie Christie. Do you know that he's Shirley MacLaine's brother? My mom just said that to me. Isn't that crazy? Ne- Nepo babies? Do they have famous parents? I don't I feel like when siblings, we were just talking mm. about this, become actors, there's something except for like the Wilson brothers, Owen and Luke. But um, I don't saw know. Owen, Owen Wilson the other day in Venice. He must be a Westsider. I think he is. He was with a child. Does he have a kid? I'm sure. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Um, good looking man in person. Mm, I'm sure. Have to say. Um, but I looked up some stuff about Warren because I was like, did you know that, um, this woman named Christina Hirsch accused him of raping her when she was 14 of, on the set of the 1973 movie, The Parallax View, when he was 31? Oh my God. Had I, you heard any of these things? No. I mean, I feel like... And I'm sorry, I should have offered a trigger warning because oh. it's a little, this, this part is a little bit dark. So if you want to fast I forward. feel When I hear his name, it's like scary to me because he seems like a guy in Hollywood that did whatever he wanted. He made the movies that he wanted. Like mm-hmm. he was a really big part in Bonnie and Clyde and making it like very violent and doing what he wanted. And yeah. Like, it just like scares me a little bit. He scares me too. I mean like kind of the list goes on and on. Like there was that rape allegation which is horrible. Um, Cher once admitted that she had a one night stand with him when she was 16 and he was 25. Oh my God. Um, When he was romantically linked to Natalie Wood. Joan Collins and him had a little thing, and she fell pregnant and had an abortion during an affair with him in the 60s. Um, She said that he was insatiable for sex and added that she felt like an oyster in a slot machine. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was just, like, wild. I think he was wild. I think he was intoxicating. I think he was, like, a John Mayer Mayer type where these women are just, like, fuck, like, this is not healthy for me, but I can't help it. Exactly. Show... 
Natalie, you know, fell for this man. Um, they didn't like date very long, mm. but the affair was very public. It was obvious that this happened and Robert knew about it. That's interesting that they didn't date very long because he pops up to me in my mind with her. See, I never I never knew this, but I actually didn't really know anything about her. There's just like random things I really don't know besides what I've said. Yeah. Well, he kind of like – he goes away. After the split, Natalie just goes deep into therapy. She's attending five sessions a week. Ooh. The split from RJ? Um, RJ? Split from so split from both of them. Okay. Oh, well, that's tough. Um, Kind of at the same time. Like, he finds out, and then she's also like, well, fuck. And also, Warren's not like the love of my life. And yeah. so it's like that double whammy, which always tough. It's tough. Tough to be in that position. Yeah. Um, and so she then says that during this time – you know, when she's kind of doing like self-discovery, it always kind of went back to Robert. And she was like, why did I do that? You know, he's the love of my life. But they go off to marry different people during this time, which I didn't know. Really? So I will say that like, while personally, this is a tough time for her. She goes on to be nominated for this role for an Oscar, Golden Globe, a BAFTA. Her career takes off. And this is when she's in West Side Story and Gypsy. Oh, wow. Also, it is worth noting like, say it she's not yeah a latina woman and she doesn't sing in the movie oh she doesn't they dubbed her um yeah because she like wasn't really a singer really mm-hmm. i thought she sang i feel pretty this whole time no it was someone else which they used to do a lot yeah at different times they did that in high school musical with zach efron in the first one and then the second one he took some lessons and that's him singing but the first one they dubbed his voice please do not wreck my world i'm so sorry i know when he does Bet on it on that rock. (laughs) We have to rewatch High School Musical. We have to do like a whole episode on High School Musical. I'll never forget where I was the first time I saw it. Like it changed the world. Where were you? Um, I was in my living room. (laughs) Hey, I mean like. Where most of us were (laughs) when we first saw it. Iconic. It was so good. Wow, Uh, great. um, So yeah, he remarries his actress Marion Marshall um, in 1963. Robert does. And then... Natalie marries this British producer, Richard Richard Gregson. Mm. Um, so they have like this like three year in between where they're both like with other people. They have a child together named Natasha. Who does? Um, Rob, uh, Natalie and Richard, the okay. film producer. Also, I completely forgot to mention, they, um, Natalie and Robert had a daughter, Courtney. Is she the one that looks just like her? Just like her. And she's she's had a dark dark story as well but god i mean like can you imagine this happening no all of it is just a lot however um natalie files from divorce from richard Mm -hmm. um on august 4th 1971 and it's finalized the next year so she has two kids now Mm -hmm. one from robert and one from richard yes um and her she has a little short-lived romance with um future california governor jerry brown Oh my God, Jerry Brown. Jerry Brown was the governor when my mom lived in San Francisco, and I voted for him as the governor when I lived in LA. How crazy is that? Is that the black guy? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I <laughs> guess I didn't really know who, who I was am I thinking for. of? <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. No, I don't think so. But now I'm like, am I wrong? Um, he definitely was not black. <laughs> I'm just looking. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um. Lord knows who who am I thinking of? Wait, why did we mention Jerry Brown again? Because she dated him for a little bit. She did? She did. Natalie. She really did. You dog. However, she's dating him and she's just like, you know what? You dog. <laughs> everyone, everything and everyone is going back to RJ. RJ. David. Robert. All of them. <laughs> but just that one man. Um Oh, I'm so, so sorry. They had a daughter after they reconciled. I thought it was before. No. They had Courtney on March 9th, 1974. So yeah, they reconciled. They were like, let's give this another fucking try. And they remarried on July 16th off of Paradise Cove in Malibu. (gasps) Have you been to Paradise Cove, the restaurant? I've seen it, but I haven't been. It's very stressful. It's like... like sand in the restaurant you know because it's supposed to be like take your shoes off i don't and like, like let's that die. And i'm like let's not i'm so uncomfortable in sand uh, like no, no, who who wants that mm. um it's the worst part of going to the beach am i, I right? agree show this is where the story takes a little bit of a turn okay. because it's not it's very shortly after she remarries rj um that they go on a little trip okay 
So Natalie at this time is in a movie um, called, what is the movie? Hmm. <laughs> called, yes. They're, oh, Brainstorm. Okay. With Christopher Walken. Okay. So this was interesting. There has never been confirmation that she and Christopher Walken had an affair, but everyone on set was like, it. the sexual tension was palpable. There was flirtation. They spent a lot of time together. And I think Natalie was like in love with him. However, his wife was on set a lot. So people were like, I think that like kept it from happening. But if she hadn't been there, it may have happened. It's just so crazy to me because Natalie Wood seems so in the past mm-hmm. and Christopher Walken is so present and for these two worlds to collide. I know. Just... That's why like, I mean, this is all during like the mid seventies now. It's crazy to it, me. It is crazy. Um, show. Let's jump to, oh yeah, God. so this is during um, 19, 1981. Set romances are just. Set romances. They're in this movie. I think RJ is like, they were friendly. Was he friends with Christopher Walken? Do you know? They were like socially friends. Mm-hmm. I think like during all of like the, you know, press and all the stuff that has to, that happens in a movie, your spouse is like, I'll come along to things, but I just don't think they ever liked each other. But I'm just saying that. Like, that's. Well, I mean, if there was rumors on the set that these two are flirting, I don't think that RJ is going to like Christopher. Exactly. And so, you know, she Natalie does this thing, which reminds me of something I did once, um, <laughs> which I'm not proud of. Tell me. So I think she had a little crush on, let's say she has a crush on Christopher. Okay. And so she was like, hey, so we're going to go. Um, they used to frequent Catalina Island a lot, which okay. if you guys don't know, that is an island off of like, if you go to like Long Beach, you can take like a two hour ferry or boat and go there. I still have never been. I can't believe. Uh, our friend um, in college, Landon, had a boat. He grew up in Long Beach. And so we used to go every summer for like five days and we would just like sleep on the boat. And then you go to the island during the day and you do a hike. It was like some of my favorite times in my entire life. It sounds so beautiful. It was, I like love Catalina. And so when I saw this, I was like, oh, interesting. Cause I kind of like know what they're a few places that they're talking about. Um, but Natalie did that thing where she was like, so we're going to go on the boat. She's like, you know who should come? Christopher, like, just because, you know, like, he doesn't have plans. He's so lonely. Yeah, which, like, I did do that once um, <laughs> when I was, like, 25 with my boyfriend. And that's a whole other story. And he was like, I know what you're doing. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, like, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I, I right before I met you. So I think you know what I'm talking about. I know. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about now. Hey, we all learn. We all learn. We've all been there. Sure. What was Christopher's wife doing? So I guess they also had invited – a couple other people, um, mutual friends to join them on the trip, but they all said they didn't want to go because there was less than ideal sailing weather that weekend. So they were like, oh, it looks like we're going to be like seasick because let me tell you, first of all, who likes to sleep on a boat? You know me. I can't be in a car for more than five minutes without getting motion sickness. I truly sickness. think you would have like – these trips we used to take to Catalina, we all would like put that like patch behind our ear and do like the seasickness bands. But at night, it was literally like you were going side to – like your body was just raw. It took like probably three days to adjust. I've gotten motion sickness on a hammock. Like I oh, can't. Oh, same. I was in like a little swing the other day and oh. I was dizzy. <laughs> Why? <laughs> There was a hanging swing at, the, at my facialist I went to on Sunday. You know, like one of those like chic, like it's like in the middle oh, of yes. like a lobby. It's like a seat. Okay. It's a seat, <laughs> not a swing. But it's like rocking. Yes. And so I s- stupidly sat in it for like 10 minutes. And then once I laid down, Mm-mm. I felt like I was on a boat. Mm-mm. We're getting too old. No, I can't do that shit. When my mom used to push me on the swings when she was little, she'd have to look away. She would literally just be like. I would do the same thing. I was at a housewarming party and they had a tire swing in their backyard. And I was like, I can't even look at that because the motion sickness I have gotten on tire swings. I completely understand. Triggering. It, it, it is triggering. So they invited friends to come. They were like, absolutely not. <laughs> But Christopher Walken was like, yeah, I'll be there. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the trip then is RJ, Natalie, the captain of the couple's yacht called Splendor, after oh. Splendor in the Grass. And you know I thought was interesting? They renamed this boat. They had had this yacht for a long time. Oh, it was It was originally named the Challenger, which is kind of like eerie because of what was going to happen to the Challenger, the spaceship. 
it hadn't happened yet. You know that story? No. It was. Um, Is that the one that in the nineties? It like blew up the second it was that kids going were up. like watching mm-hmm. on school. Yeah, yeah. It blew tough. up within like sixteen seconds, and so it like never even made it, and everyone died. Um, and that's a very sad story, but it's also bad luck to name to rename a ship. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I don't know ship culture. I didn't either, but I was like, oh shit. Um, but Dennis Davern was the captain, and he had gone, he had gone with them a lot. Like they really frequented the island. They partied a lot. Like, he was always with them. Old Hollywood of just people, like, doing rich things and partying is so fun. I know. Um, I'll get into, like – no, I'll save that for later because it might give something away. But let's just say that this was, like, a very fun yacht. Okay. So it's the four of them. Okay. So let's get into the timeline of what happened on the night of Natalie's death. Okay. Just imagine it's you and your husband and a man that you probably have been having an affair with <laughs> on a boat. And then this like random captain that's like kind of trying to be in on it, you know, but you're like, shut up. Like, that's like how I imagine them being like, you're not like, Same. It's like friends with us. Okay. They're like all having drinks. He's like, so we're in for one. But literally there's a quote of him being like, hey, I'll um, like, if you give me some quaaludes, I'll give you some Valium. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like, sir, you're supposed to be steering the ship. So this is how it was. God, the time of quaaludes. I know. I'm like, I wonder what quaalude felt like. Everyone Always curious. Try everything once. That is true. I bet. I'm like. In a our, safe space. In a safe space. I'm like, did our moms do quaaludes? No, you guys probably didn't. DMS let us know, moms. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shame. No shame. The 80s were a crazy time. That's right. Um, so November 28th, 1981. Natalie, RJ, Christopher, and the captain, Dennis Davern, are enjoying a champagne-filled dinner at the restaurant Doug's Harbor Reef in Catalina. So what people do in Catalina is, like, there's just boats all around and you, like, what's it called when you... Anchor. Anchor. And then everyone has, like, a dinghy, like a little small boat that's attached that you, you know, it has a motor, probably takes 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes to get on the island. And then the island has, like, a restaurant a bar and like a hotel. And I'm not sure exactly what was happening in the eighties on Catalina, but it's always just been like very simple. Yeah. Very small. So they're getting drunk at Doug's. There's something in Catalina that they're known for. It's this cocktail called Buffalo milk, which I remember. Ew. It's like, it's like a pina colada. It's so good, but it fucks you up. Shine me out. Truly. I'm like, we should go recreate this (laughs) night. (laughs) But stay on the island. Stay on the island. We should go to Catalina. Bring me field trip. We should. On Laguna Beach they go. I love that episode. Check out our Patreon. We have history of Laguna Beach. In we do. Dolphins episode. We do. Um, so they're getting wasted at dinner. Um, the restaurant manager, this guy named Doug Whiting, is like, Jesus Christ. He notices how drunk that they're getting oh, God. to the point that he, once they all leave and go back to the boat, get on the dinghy. He calls Harbor Patrol and he's like, hey, just like keep an eye on Natalie Wood's group. Like they just seemed really drunk. They left the restaurant at 1030. Honestly, hero. Hero. Um, Show at 11.05 p.m. that evening. They're back on the boat. And I'm not going to say – I'm like, how how do I do a timeline? I'm just going to say basic facts, and later we'll say maybe what was actually happening. But we'll just keep it, like, simple for now. 11.05, everyone's like, where did Natalie go? Because they got back there. They poured more whatever they were drinking. I think they were drinking wine. And then they realized that the boat, the dinghy, was gone, and Natalie was gone. At 1.30 a.m., a ship-to-shore call was made, and two hours later at 3.30 a.m., the Coast Guard was finally called. So this, yes, this part of the timeline has become the most, like... Was she first go, it went missing around, like, 11.30, would mm, you say? Um, 11.05, and then nothing was really... Called until 3.30. So there was quite a large gap of time that this has been particularly interesting to investigators. Um, And then around 8 a.m., Natalie's body was found about a mile south off of the couple's yacht in an isolated cove known as Blue Cavern Point. Mm-hmm. And it was found dead. It was found dead. So November 30th, 1981, uh, Joseph Choi, a deputy medical examiner at the LA Medical Examiner's Office, performed an autopsy on Wood. Her blood 
alcohol level was insanely high. It was a point, I believe, one, four. I don't know any of like that. Kind of Which I never know like really what that means. Yeah, yeah, 0.14%. I mean, I think it's very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see what else was there to note with her autopsy. I already have so many thoughts. I, I know. Um, there were several bruises on her arms, legs, and face. <gasps> Um, believed to be consistent with the fall overboard when she was trying to board the dinghy. The office ruled the death an accident. Show. This woman is trying to board a dinghy who is terrified of dark water and she's trying to board that by herself. Yeah. So those are just like, those are the facts. Something else that I think is interesting to know is that she was wearing a nightgown, socks, and a really heavy wool jacket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically this makes news. People are like I shocked. I like people were devastated. Absolutely devastated. And like I think it also was known that this woman did not like water. Like it was That is like that is what is so I have chills. I mm-hmm. literally still have chills. Same, oh same. God. Oh my god. I know. Um it's so eerie that she's talked her whole life and career about hating water and this was her end. Mm-hmm. I know. So people did not think at first that there was any foul play. I think it was very much like this is an accident. The coroner was like, look, she was wearing this really heavy jacket. No, we don't know why she was trying to get on the dinghy, but the jacket was actually kind of like the culprit of like why she died because she was drunk too. And I think most people would be like, okay, I'm this is pulling me down and yeah. she was trying to get on the dinghy. Also, oh. we remember that the current was really strong. It was bad weather. Right. And so she was just trying to get – once she fell, she was trying to get on the dinghy. She was trying to use the motor to get her back oh. herself back up and she couldn't and she didn't take off her jacket. But she couldn't swim, right? And she can't swim. Um, so people are like, okay, she's with this heavy jacket. She went to go get the dinghy. We still don't know why. She slipped. She fell down along the side of the boat. She, that didn't kill her. Like, she didn't hit her head or anything. The current was strong. She kept trying to prop herself back up. Everything kept drifting. And then she tried to call out for help. But there was this party going on on shore with really loud music. And also their boat, the Splendor, was playing music in, like, their parlor where Christopher and RJ had been. So they had left the music on. So, like, no one could hear her. Oh, my God. So she had... She also had hypothermia. Oh her, body, her body was very like, um, it's called rigor mortis. Yeah. So she had been. So it's like rigor mortis is when your body like stiffens out, right? So she had been like dead for a while when they found, you know, like there wasn't, I'm I think just, she died pretty quickly. I'm like, why didn't you guys call anyone? Because it's not even like, you're not on land. Like there's not much, like you can't go far if someone's missing. It's like, where the fuck are they? I know. So we'll get into some theories. Okay. But basically, it took a while for Christopher to, to break his silence. How old were her kids? Do you know? Seven and like, oh. I think, 15 or something. That I know that Courtney hard. was seven, but I th- um, that one um, from her first. Yeah, I'm forgetting her name, but I think she was a bit older. Oh. So Christopher finally does an interview with Get- Guess What Magazine. This is People? years later. Uh, uh, people, not uh, Vanity Fair. Close to people. We've covered it. Aisha S. You Playboy? covered it. Mm-hmm. What? And I was like, Jesus, what? What a interview to give. <laughs> like Playboy, all I read it for the interviews. I do too. <laughs> um, so he says this years later. Like he doesn't talk about it for a very long time. Obviously, like RJ's statement is just like we're devastated. Like we can't believe it. My heart, like everything. He goes on to write two memoirs about it, which we'll get into. But Christopher says. Anybody there saw the logistics. The boat, the night where we were, it was raining, and you would know exactly what happened. You hear about things happening to people. They slip in the bathtub, fall down the stairs, step off the curb in London because they think that the cars come the other way. So specific. So specific. Like, you've seen some things, Christopher Walken. Sir, please. And they die. You feel you want to die making an effort at something. You don't want to die in some unnecessary way. What happened that night, only she knows because she was alone. She had gone to bed before us, and her room was at the back. A dinghy was bouncing against the side of the boat, and I think she went out to move it. 
There was a ski ramp that was partic- that was partially in the water. It was slippery. I had walked on it myself. She had told me she couldn't swim. In fact, they had to cut a swimming scene from Brainstorm. She was probably half asleep and she was wearing a coat. I have chills. I want to cry. I know. My immediate thought when I heard it was like, there's foul play. Maybe we'll get into it. But like, I hear that and I'm like, yeah, I could, I could see it. And it's like, this is a lot of things with true crime and, you know, these unsolved cases. It's like, of course we want to be like, something had to happen. It was a lover's quarrel. However, there are other things that make it a little bit shady because, so yeah, people are like, it was, let's put this away. Let's close Mm -hmm. this book. Um, you know, she was she was buried. She had a funeral. That was a very star-studded event. And then November 17th, 2011, let's jump to it, 30 years after her death. Oh, my God. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department reopened the investigation because Why? little Dennis Davern, that, the captain of the ship, he says, I made some terrible decisions and some mistakes. I did lie on a report several years ago. I have chills. I, I have know. Chills. What I know. did you lie about, Dennis? So he said, I made mistakes by not telling the honest truth in the police <gasps> report. So he had said that he intentionally left out this huge fight that had gone down that night that he had witnessed. Between who, Dennis? Between who? Show. He said that when they were at dinner, things got contentious, that people were drinking, and that RJ and Christopher were like really getting at each other. So they end up leaving the restaurant because they're kind of like, all right, like it's enough. I think they almost realize like we shouldn't be like talking about this. I literally just watched the episode where Carrie on Sex and the City invites Big up to the cabin with Aiden. I feel like I'm watching the scene before it's, my eyes. It's literally that. Wow. And so he said that they all went back to the boat that night when they were drunk. And Natalie was like, I'm going to go to bed. It's kind of just like been a weird night. It's too much. And Dennis was like, RJ and Christopher were argu- arguing initially about politics. Which <laughs> Lots of stuff. We've been there. We've been there. And, it you know, it has ruined nights. And just put it. Put, we'll leave it there. It, just say, say, someone needs to say stop talking about it. But it's hard when you're all drunk and you get, get so passionate. It's so hard. But then it went into Natalie's career. Oof. And apparently Christopher said something of like, she needs to be doing more. She's like at the peak of her career. And like, I think insinuating to RJ that like he was holding her back or that like he wasn't good enough for her. Ooh. Ouch. Yikes. Something. And so then I guess Dennis, the captain, um, said that Natalie came back up and was like, everyone like quiet down. And that RJ had a bottle of red wine that he threw to the ground and that it shattered everywhere. So this can just say that, you know, there was there was a point of contention between all of them that could indicate, you know, something. Well, I will say I did have the thought of like with her going to bed, it is like so these guys who like they definitely knew something was going on between Christopher and mm-hmm. Natalie. And it's like they're just going to be friends and like stay up and drink and hang Exactly, which is like always fun, like the first few drinks, you know, yeah, in that situation, yeah. then you're like, this is not good. Um, And Christopher has never made a comment about those details. I think he like truly refuses to. Um, So then Natalie's mortified. She goes back to her room. Um, I guess Dennis made an attempt to stop it and was pulled away by RJ. Um, And then minutes later, now stop what the fight, stop the fight of just big everyone go to bed. Like everyone's wasted. It's like fucking raining outside. And then he said, then minutes later, Natalie was missing. Um, Dennis was like, we should go. This is what he says. He's like, we need to go find her. Like, why? Where the fuck is she? Let's make a phone call. Let's turn on the searchlight. His instincts told him something was terribly wrong. And RJ asked him not to. What the fuck? So the coroner's report from the time of her death indicated that she may have slipped and hit her head after she lost ba- after she lost lost balance. There is still no indication that like she was pushed, that she was. Would they know that by the, like the way that she hit her head? I mean, it's just so crazy because they knew that she tried to get herself back up on the dinghy using the motor. So I think like I mean, coroner reports and like it's crazy. autopsies are wild. I think people spent years trying to figure this out. And while she did have bruises, I think they're kind of like, those could be bruises from, from like... struggling to get back up. Yeah, str- struggling. Because imagine like, trying to get into a dinghy when it's like 
you know, fucking I mean, storm. Both of these things can't be true, right? Like they could have had the fight and then she was like, stop it. And then she went back to her room, couldn't sleep and then went back out, right? Yes. So in the memoir that was released by RJ, he wrote two. I was like, sweetheart. That's enough. Like truly stop. He was like, I regret that the second we were like, wait, where is she? He was like, we were basically, he's just saying we were too drunk to even like realize what had happened. And I think he, we could say two things. We could say, what's the word when like something, like you get in a fight with someone and they go off and you're like, yeah, serves them right. Like I don't even fucking care where they are. Totally. Maybe his pride got in the way that he was like, yeah, she's drunk. She took it the dinghy to probably go back to like, or I don't know. Well, it is like that blind rage where you're like, I don't give a fuck where they are right now. And we don't know, like, there's no evidence that they had been fighting about something. But, like, we can also maybe assume with just the dynamic of these three people that, yeah. like, there was something going on. Um, so, yeah. Like, it has just always been an unsolved mystery. Even so with this new information from Dennis – they now officially say that she had that she did drown, but there were quote what's it called um, drowning and other um, undetermined factors. So, huh. so that's how it's always been left. Is this going to be my new John Bonet? I mean, it is. Cr- I know. Or it's like, who did this to you? I know, and like, why the the weirdest part is. She wouldn't be going on the dinghy, I think, by herself. Even if she was wasted, I don't think she'd feel safe. So maybe what Christopher Walken said of that she was like, this fucking... Like, shut it up. And maybe she... I mean, this was her boat, too. She'd been on this many times. She was familiar. So maybe she was really just trying to, like, with the rain and the storm, not have it be banging. It could be something as innocent as that. It's not like she was jumping into the water. Mm -hmm. Because I think... Obviously, she could be on water in a boat, so yeah. it wouldn't be so crazy that she would go try to do that. Totally. She's already, like, out there. And so, I don't know. It just I'm... breaks my heart that that's the way that she went. I know. And it's also, like, the creepiest irony ever. Everything about it is very, very eerie. Um, yeah. I, oh. I, I don't know what to think of it. In a way, I'm like, it wasn't anything yeah. bad. But I do think there was some shit going on between all of them that, like, we'll never know. But I don't think it really correlated with her death. Right. There, I mean, there had to have been mm-hmm. shit. And if they're drinking that much. Yeah. But it sounds like it was just a horrific accident as well. I know. I know. So that, I mean, it's a depressing way to end. But that's, that, that is the story of, of oh. Natalie. And it's kind of like, it's unresolved. And people still want to, you know, people talk about it to this day. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Well, I'm curious because there is we see we see the percentage of sixty and up mm-hmm. that listen to us. Yes, we do. We and love you guys. I, we do, and I would like for you guys to DM us and yes. tell us or um, email us. That might be more your style. Yeah, yeah. They're like, please don't insult <laughs> us. <laughs> like, you've already said it. that we've been on quaaludes. <laughs> I was just kidding, guys. I know that you you didn't take drugs. Well, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. But anyways, yeah, let us know what you guys think about this. Yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know like what you remember hearing about sort yes, of like the the, the talk around town because people were very defensive of, of her and I think people were like, fuck you, RJ. Has her daughter said anything? Did her daughter with RJ? All that they have said is like, you need to stop talking about this. You don't know how painful it is mm. to now make like my mother's death like this – Murder. Her daughter, Courtney, had a very troubled life. Um, In 2012, when she was 38, she was accused of suspicion of heroin and cocaine possession. Um, So I think they just have been like put it in like much like Christopher Walken have just like put this to bed. This was such like a we wish it could be this like romanticized death and it's not. And like it's disrespectful to make it anything else. And it's just like a horrific event. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I cannot imagine. (sighs) But God, like, God drown. Uh, it's just like so crazy. I had a, a tutor in elementary school who she went on a trip in the summer with her husband and he fell off the boat trying to like 
get something and he got stuck in the rope and he just he drowned within like 10 minutes horrific and like drowning is just so like you think it's i it's just such a terrible way to go i have heard there is i don't know anything about this but i have heard when you drown there's a moment where your brain kind of turns off and it's almost a moment of euphoria almost i think where you don't realize what's happening of like peace yeah exactly yeah i wouldn't say euphoria i guess i should say peace no but i think there is some chemical that's released before you die i think in any way unless it's like horrific but i think i know that with hypothermia and with drowning you kind of go into this state of like is it wait isn't dmt that drug dmt is a drug that people take and apparently it's supposed to feel like how the feeling right before you die that's right so i think like i mean that's nice that our body does that for us i know so our last few seconds are you know lovely seriously but we talked about the donner party when you're like freezing your body makes you think that you're hot and so it makes you take off your clothes but why like why does it do that? I don't know. Because how will that – isn't, isn't your body always trying to keep you alive? So that would be – Well, maybe it is and it goes overboard. That was oh. a really bad term for this episode. I'm so sorry. Just like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and with that, hey, we got to go. We got to go. I'm so sorry. No, I didn't even realize that. I mean, hey. I'm so sorry to bring – I did not mean that. She's smart. She's I, witty. No, I did not mean that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Natalie Wood, you are my angel. No, we do love you and we do we do honor you. Yeah, we do. And I'm I'm excited. I, I want to go see Rebel Without a Cause now. Know, Maybe same. I'll watch that when I get home tonight. Oh, yeah. What's your plan for tonight? You're going to go Veg get high? Out. I'm going to I'm gonna pop an edible. Oh, same. And I'm going – I finished Paul's. T. Goldman last uh, night. Shout out to our Rami Shannon. She pops up all over the season. I'm so proud Shannon, of her. we're so proud of you. We are. Um, so yeah, I, I am, and I'm caught up on Miami. Maybe I'll watch Potomac, or maybe I'll I can't watch, watch it because Canal's gone tonight. Oh wow. Maybe we'll watch Rebel Without a Cause. That is true. West Side Story. Who knows? All of it. Um, Tess, that was phenomenal. I loved that. I'm so glad. I'm you so did glad. That. Thank you so much. Oh, it was it was fun. There's to, also and an HBO doc on. Yes, this. and so that was my plan to watch it last night, and then I completely forgot because I'm having a, an obsession with Miami. You can blame you. And we'll this is why now. I was never a straight A student in school. <laughs> <laughs> it's really right? the. This is why we're all here together now. But maybe it'll be our movie of the week on the newsletter. That is true. Um, But should we take a second to talk about our themed month really quickly? Show kids. Mm -hmm. Old Hollywood is dead and gone. Dead and gone. It's over from this moment. You will never see it again until we come back up with it in a few months. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But for now, it is gone. We hope you enjoyed. And we have another theme coming up for February. Yes, we do. And it is all Mm. things childhood nostalgia. And we realize this is not an inclusive um, (laughs) to people that aren't our age, but most of our listeners are millennials. Yep. And so, was that a... Did he just bark? He woke himself up. Noah is in the room with us. Tessa's dog and he's having a dream and he woke himself up by barking. He's probably dreaming of the earthquake. Oh, Oh, you okay, baby? It's okay. You okay? (laughs) (laughs) Noah's really excited for our mom. Yes, childhood nostalgia. Um, But yeah, it's all those things that like, we're not going to say exactly what we're doing, but send us, we have some ideas. Send some recommendations. Whatever reminds you of childhood, we'll do the history of. And that this can be from like when you were young to when you're preteen to when you were a teen In of like nineties to mid, you know, two thousands. Yeah. We're gonna cover all of that. Person, place, or thing, you just let us know. Uh, we cannot wait. It's gonna be very different. It's gonna be so fun. Uh, but get ready for uh for all the feels. That's right. And we love you guys. Follow us on Instagram if you're still with us at Right Answers Mostly and on TikTok. Please join yeah. our Patreon. We have so many fun episodes. Only seven ninety nine a month. Patreon.com slash right answers mostly. It's such a different um, like vibe. We do get way more candid and we're like, we're yeah. not going to edit it. And way more it. personal. We cry. We don't edit anything. No. And you'll be on our close friend story, which we spill all the tea with everything. Exactly. So join it. And we love you so much. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.